Burkhalter comes set. Checks the runner at second base. The 2-2. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. And the Tigers win. In 2018, they celebrated in Raleigh, North Carolina. In 2019 in Atlanta. But today, and for the first time in 23 years, Auburn celebrates at Plainsman Park. The Tigers win the NCAA Regional. Auburn 11, UCLA 4. The voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Burcham, who will join us here inside the press box tomorrow. In, in, in reality, Brad Law, who joins us from the Auburn Sports Network studios. Uh, Andy was originally scheduled for this segment today, mm-hmm. uh, but we bumped him. Uh, we got a bigger name on the other line as we bring in the, the head we coach. him back. Andy was the scheduled hitter. He yeah, was in the house. That's right. And all of a sudden from the dugout, we called him back. No, 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 no. Yeah. We, coach, coach Butch Thompson, it's not pinch hitting, though. It is a premier uh, spot here. And um, Coach Butch Thompson, welcome into the show. Welcome back to the show. And, and thank you for joining us uh, on the eve of a uh, of a trip to Corvallis, Oregon. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Good morning, War Eagle. Don't drag me into this deal with Andy Burton. Y'all called me. Y'all called me ten minutes ago. Said he was still sleeping, like always, and couldn't make it. So I'm happy to pinch hit. Like, like always, Andy sleeping at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, we 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 know that's his style. Oh, that's great, uh, Coach. Have you? How much experience do you have in the state of Oregon? How how often have you been out that way? About as much as anybody that's never stepped in the state lines has. So it's uh, this will be unique and be relying on a on a ton of people. Although there's a lot of coaches, you know, that have made a trip out there. Uh, it, but it'll be interesting. Hey, we're thankful to be playing baseball. Yeah. You know, it was it was yesterday of. Uh, two days ago, finishing off uh, the the series, the regional, and yesterday was basically our people. They look like ducks, you know, kind of swimming across the lake, kind of calm on top and wide open on the bottom, starting to speak to Oregon State um, travel arrangements. You know that it looks like a, I saw a forty one hour drive, um, mm. and uh, you know hotels, um, everything, trying to get set up to get our team. You know, 75 people basically moved from Auburn, Alabama to Corvallis, Oregon, or at least in the vicinity and close. There's a I guess there's graduation at Oregon State this weekend. There's also um, the national track yeah. uh, event going on there in Eugene. So uh, there's a lot going on in Oregon. I guess I've got a, it's a party out there. There's a lot of stuff going on in the state this week. Well, it'd be a first time. There's a lot of stuff going on out there. Um, so <laughs> this team you mentioned closed the regional a couple of days ago. And and what an impressive effort by your team offensively. Look, you score 11 runs in the first inning of the first game and you're sending a message and your guys didn't didn't back off that message the entire time. They were locked in. They were focused. And all three games were were evidence of of that uh, as you go three and zero in advance. Yeah, well, it's documented that um, we were a consistent program, right? A, a college baseball team to never lose more than two games the entire season. That's that's some type of model of consistency, especially with amateur baseball and young people. It's also documented that we didn't score a lot of runs. Those last four or five ball games to put us in an even better position, but. Given the opportunity, I think we made the most of it. And to be honest, that first inning starting against Southeast Louisiana, 
the head coach <laughs> didn't even know what to expect. Really, I know we had worked hard, and I felt I felt good, like with the coaches and the players. I'm like, man, you guys did give me a great effort. We did a great job from that time, from leaving the SEC tournament early to walking into a first pitch of a regional. I appreciate you, and uh, go out and have fun. And uh, but about halfway through, when the first six guys got a hit to start off the regional, I'm like, okay, they got their minds right, and uh, you know, it kind of carried for for a three game series, even when. When our return of lightning and, and rain tried to interfere with that, it, it, the guys were pretty locked in from start to finish of this of this segment. And now that's the bigger call, right? Is to try to how do you figure that out? We we got in the weight room a little bit yesterday, but not much as you would anticipate. Today's going to be a heavy day and get some arms throwing again at our batters. Uh, but how can we maintain that same level of play? Because it was pretty high for this past weekend, going into a to a super regional against an Again, an amazing opponent. I'll tell you what, if we make it to Omaha this year, which uh, we're going to do every second here, try to do whatever we can to find that one thing to do every day to make that happen, we will have earned it. Mm -hmm. You know, southeastern Louisiana, Florida State, a UCLA, and an Oregon State. Uh, Buddy, we will have earned it if we get to Omaha here in 2022. No, No question about that. And you mentioned the guys throwing. The guys who threw over the weekend were were just as spectacular as your guys were at the plate. All three of your starters go five or more innings. Mason Barnett has a career-high strikeout day and, and didn't allow a hit after the first batter that he faced. Um, what what do you attribute? I mean, we've we sort of seen, we, we've seen Trace Bright be consistent. We've seen Joseph Gonzalez be consistent. And over the last month, we've seen some flashes of that out of, out of Mason Barnett. But, man, they linked those starts together at just the right time over the weekend. Uh, yeah, pretty impressive. Um, you know, Mason Barnett was the best outing of his career. Mm-hmm. And to do that in that moment, um, I just I go back to development there because that was a tough, challenging year. And we had COVID, and he come in like gangbusters. He had six starts in the 18 – six outings in the 18 games that we played in 20. But, you know, every bit of that was basically wiped off the slate. And I'm like, man, this is an exciting kid. Uh, he's got a great arm, good metrics, et cetera. We come out last year and when, you know, when the, my best guys who's reaching out to me, the Green Hills and the Jack Owens, and uh, the Fitz and boys that I love to death, and they were so banged up and couldn't navigate through the season. Well, Barnett had to step up last year and he got his face kicked in about half the time. Uh, to see somebody persevere like that and – get to this point this year. And even his coach, he, when we get SEC play start, all right, you're going to throw on Tuesday. You're a prospect and you're draft eligible, but you're going to start on Tuesday because you got beat out. And then, he, you know, that was probably the most electric outing that we had in the regional against UCLA, the regional championship game. Mm-hmm. For him to get it lined up, keep pushing all year and not quitting, man's hard to beat that never quits now. And for him to be standing up and – get a regional championship game and it's the best outing of his career man that's 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 good stuff uh joseph gave you that usual outing we know there's another gear or something to him uh, later on in his career with two strikes got to clean up some stuff and because we think he's got a chance to be special but it was good and uh i just i can't wait to keep digging into joseph because there's more he's not even close to what he could be and trace bright's grown 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 and but number one is our offense. The way our offense played, especially at the beginning of a game, to, to get ahead, stay ahead, keep building the lead. Now, what those starting pitchers did was kept putting up 
goose eggs that allowed the lead to stand up. They kept getting shut down innings and we kept running away. And that allowed us to do whatever we wanted to do at the end of the ball game. So number one is our offense. And number two was the starting pitchers. Um, those two combinations, those two elements. Uh, and I think we made one error in the regional. One ball got away from Nate LaRue, the catcher. His arm can impact a game. Um, Cole Foster went off in game one. Um, just but continued. It, it's hard to start talking about that offense because that was top to bottom, and I thought we had a chance to score every inning. Man, that's a good feeling against, uh, you know, I, I think that was ACC's best pitching staff and, and John Savage of uh, UCLA is about as blue blood of a program as you can think of. This was our fourth regional final in a row. Um, uh, I, I was excited to, to play them again. 2013, they uh, took our heart from us when I was at Mississippi State for, for a national championship. I thought it was going to happen in 13 for the Mississippi State program. And I've been thinking about that one. That one's been hurting since then. So it was really nice to get to compete against them again, although sometimes in life it takes almost a decade later for you to get to those opportunities again. Uh, but just, you know, it's not about me. Uh, I'm just thankful for our, our – our fans electric. That was like a real regional environment. It was like an SEC environment. It's like something that I talk about Mason Barnett's development. That's the same thing with our fans. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the same thing with our environment, the electricity in the ballpark. And you know what? It all came together. It all moved in together uh, at the same time uh, and happened. It was, it was amazing. Brody Moore almost got emotional talking about what it meant to, to him and what it meant to Auburn uh, after the game. He was named the regional uh, MVP. I, this is another one of those, one, Mike, where if you've got a question, you're just going to have to well, like T-bone the conversation. Yeah, no, no, and I, I've got one, but I'm saving it for, for later towards the end, okay. of the end of it, okay? Yeah. Because right, yeah, yeah. I've got I, – I could talk to Coach I, just man, about That's, that's the idea, Plan. Please do. For a long time. Please do. Um, in particular, leadership. All right. So uh, everybody on social media yesterday was looking at your your clip and talking about not just getting to Omaha, but winning it and setting the bar higher and having the vision for all the way to, to, to the to the national championship. I want you to just talk, if you would, a little bit, coach, about the importance of perseverance and and consistency with regards to leadership, because I just I think that's something that works for a baseball team, works for a family works for a lot of areas in, in life, just belief, perseverance, consistency. You know, I had some help this year, but we basically come in and we just talked about two things with our players. This world is so distracting right now. Um, these phones in their hands, people pulling and tugging in seven different directions. Um, so I just talked about two things with this ball club and it's never gotten any deeper. You know how simple I am anyway, simple mind and simple person, but self-confidence is the number one variable to human performance. If you cannot figure out confidence for yourself, you're always not in the right place. But if you give yourself a chance to, and I'm not talking about beating your chest and you know, doing cartwheels. And I believe in respect for, for every opponent that you ever play. Um, but I'm talking about your own self-confidence with you and your teammate. And then number two, no excuses. If you can have real self-confidence and you absolutely will not allow yourself or anybody in your world, in your circle, to not make excuses, you got a shot. 
you got a shot to be better. And then basically, if you give some young people a consistent message and absolutely give them a tool in the morning before they get started for about two minutes and 34 seconds, <laughs> and then you give them another tool at night for about 90 seconds. And if you can get them to create a habit with that, um, uh, I think it's powerful. And, and some of the stuff in the morning is like, hey, it's just setting yourself of like, hey, what's the one thing I can do today to make things better? One, not 50. Yeah. What's the one thing I can do today to make things better? And when they get on that field, what's the one thing I want to accomplish in this session, in this practice setting? Not the 50, because when you think about 50 things, you think about four things, it's like nothing gets accomplished. But if I walk out on that field every day and I think, what's the one thing I got to do to make my team better, myself better, you got a shot. You know, everybody can juggle the three balls, right? And, you know, I, I remember the first time I was able to juggle three balls, I couldn't wait to go show my mom and dad. I'm like, hey, look, hey, look, hey, look. <laughs> and, uh, and then once you think you have some proficiency there, then, oh, okay, watch this. I'm going to juggle four. And then as soon as you add that one more ball, that fourth baseball, that one element, you it's not like that one just falls. You drop like three of them. Mm -hmm. You drop everything. Yeah, yeah. You're left with like one ball. So we, we're trying to play it simpler. And then at night, you know, to finish up like a success log, I want to make sure that I'm telling my team what they've done well. You did good at this. Uh, all right, I screwed this up. That's just kind of like me talking to myself. All right, I screwed this up, but I can fix this tomorrow if that's my one thing. But, man, I, I think sometimes myself personally, we kind of get through um, – we kind of get to some points where we just absolutely don't keep up with our well-dones. And I think that's important. And I think that's important for a baseball player. I think it's important for a person – to keep up. Hey, I did this good today on the field. I did this good in the classroom. And just count those up for a few seconds before you get ready to get into another challenging day that's just around the corner. We're busy with Butch Thompson, head coach of the Auburn baseball team. 40 wins. They'll look for 41 and 42 this week in Corvallis, Oregon, in the Super Regional Round of the NCAA Tournament. Coach, it, it, it's obvious the media is going to, to be drawn to yourself and to your players. But I'd like you to take a couple of minutes all season long. You've had assistant coaches. You've had support staff. I even look at this past weekend. You had, you had grounds crew alumni return to the Auburn campus to help make Plainsman Park look the best that it could look for the, for the regional. I want you to talk about the support staff, the other folks who don't get the attention they so richly deserve. Yep, I'm propped up pretty good. I, I just now looking at, at year seven, you know, it took uh, John Wooden 14 years before he played in his first uh, uh, Final Four. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I start tracking in our own league of people that you would respect. I look at Tim Corbin, you know, I didn't make it to Omaha to like year eight or nine um, as a head coach uh, at Vanderbilt because you, you know, I've been in this thing that for the two decades and I've watched the growth of, of everybody. I've seen every SEC team absolutely get interested in the sport of baseball, which is exciting. And uh, I feel like it's landing on a point right now where, you know, you look at our field crew and all those guys come back and I got to take a picture with them. I, I look at our athletic department. I look at Brad and Andy. I see the care level of our radio guys. I mean, this is a big deal. It's not their job anymore. 
this program is special to a lot of people. I got Frank Thomas yelling at me. Mm -hmm. Um, I can feel it. I got a guy that was on the hall of fame ballot that absolutely don't need to be yelled at and grinded all the time. And Tim Hudson that chooses to be in that dugout for three years and a Gabe gross that's played in a world series and a Carl Nunnemaker's ready to be a head coach and has had opportunities here. I know I'm about to lose him, but he keeps turning things down because this is a good place to live and work. And it's people that you want to be around. Um, you know, our medical staff, I can just go all the way, all the way around Bob Grant. Our, hey, I got so much feedback around America to where our facility looked amazing on ESPN2 and broadcast to the entire country. I got nothing to do with any of that. And I will pick up a cup that's laying on the ground or a piece of trash. But there's so many people that prop me up and use my name as a head coach with so much work going on around that facility and across the way. And I mean, sports information. I mean, I mean, you can go all the way around our cleaning guy. Uh, Kenneth, he's awesome. Um, and he's uh, next time when I turn around after the regional, he's in there with the boom box and our players. So this is a, when we, <laughs> when we say family, man, we, we, we got it. We got it going on at this point right now. And it's my job to try to create and keep, this synergy because uh, they we did the one plus one equals three this past weekend with everybody involved and everybody so excited to be part of the program now if we'll all rise for the closing hymnal uh, <laughs> we will uh, we will dismiss and hand out from the uh, it's just, a, just a big old amen to that no, no doubt about it coach um really really appreciate your time today there's a thousand things still to do before everybody gets on the bus and then on the plane we are looking forward to the weekend to say the least and uh we we just wish this team this program all the best and are glad to be a part of it this weekend and anytime and um have a great rest of your day war eagle to you oh, war eagle excited to go compete guys y'all have a great one you bet that again butch thompson head coach of the auburn tigers i grew up in an auburn family my dad was an api man and uh, lost him a long time ago he's been gone way too long but i know he's smiling somewhere today for his auburn tigers who are headed to the super regional round under the direction of head coach butch thompson Want to talk to the guys? Hit them up at the contact page, online at PressBoxRadio.com, or find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at PressBoxRadio1. That's PressBoxRadio and the number one. That's how you can earn access to the PressBox.